Hi guys, George here. You're listening to Outside Lane by Lane 8 Coffee, bringing you the stories behind the people and businesses inspiring coffee culture today. From coffee roasters to ceramicists, and from furniture designers to bakers. In this episode, we speak to Dick and Morris, co-founder of Coffee Roasters and social enterprise New Ground Coffee here in the UK in Oxford. We talk about the challenges of building a social enterprise from scratch and hear the behind the scenes on their recent pop-up at Selfridges in collaboration with High Snobiety, no less. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Let's get into it. Right at the start, we wanted to build a social enterprise first and foremost, somewhere that helped the community in some way. Right at the start, we had no idea what that would look like and who we wanted to help. We just knew that we could build something that could feed back into the place that we lived in. And we were like, okay, cool, let's build a social enterprise. But what we found with a load of social enterprises is quite often the product hides behind that story and often wouldn't be able to stand alone as its own product, as it were. So we're like, okay, great, we can create this amazing product. We can be fight with the big boys purely on product, but also be a social enterprise at the same time. There's no reason why we can't do both. We loved coffee at the time and thought, let's do a coffee roastery. Let's spend the next couple of years really geeking out over coffee and learning and experiencing roast different roasteries and different coffee shops and build that side but really the beating heart I suppose of the company is that we provide training and re-employment for ex-offenders came around really I'm sure Joel wouldn't mind me telling you this even though he's away but he grew up in a pretty rough area in Liverpool he was really fortunate though he managed to leave the area that he was brought up in pretty early on he was about 11 I think he moved down to the south coast and he's fine he's led a a perfectly normal life and is uh, in a really great position now a lot of his friends however that weren't quite as lucky as him and didn't manage to escape that community have been in and out of prison and you know really struggling with life and it's to us purely circumstantial that was it was nothing to do with them or them as a person yes they've made some poor decisions along the way but they've kind of ended up in and out of prison more because of how they were brought up and where they were brought up and you know if you're brought up around gang culture or within those communities it's quite likely that you're going to uh, end up running with the wrong crowd and, and find yourself in trouble so we thought we just found the injustice of that pretty hard to handle so we thought well, let's try and do something about it and after a load of research we found that the biggest hardship for guys as they leave prison is that they can't get a job and therefore they fall back into their old ways so for us re-employment was a massive thing and and getting them back in to employment and retraining within the coffee industry in so many different areas seemed like a, a really good and cool thing to do I suppose so yeah that's kind of what we've built the company around we obviously want to still produce great coffee as well we don't want to hide behind the fact that we are a social enterprise we still want to showcase our coffee showcase what we do and I think we've built something well certainly that I'm really proud of so yeah way more difficult than I was expecting and took way longer. It took us nearly two years to get our first hire. The way we went about it was to partner with Spring Hill Prison, which is a Category D open prison over in Aylesbury. We really wanted to focus on two different areas of help. The first one, which is the easiest way to enter into this world of helping guys, um, was to hire straight out of prison. So our first hire actually got released last week, which is quite cool. But he was still in prison. 
he still works with us. He works two days a week. He leaves prison very early in the morning, sort of 6.30 and gets temporary license, comes over, works on our production line, gains a bit of training behind the bar, gains some much needed income because, you know, he's still got a mortgage to pay and a family to provide for. And yeah, it's very much part of our team here. Our next hire was a guy called James, who um, is actually our roaster. He was actually amazing. So he lives, must be half a mile away from here. He was released from Aylesbury Young Offenders Institute only in October. So he's been released about six months now. He's only a young lad, 22 or something. And while he was inside, he actually worked for a coffee roastery, which is based in there. Got trained up for the three years or so that he was in there as a barista, as a roaster. He's got amazing sensory skills. He's really great around the cupping table. And he's a brilliant roaster. And he's, yeah, now roasts all of our coffee. He's very much part of our full-time team. And it was amazing that he got released into an area so close to us with just the exact skills that we need, but also we've got the base for him to build a new life from. He's still finding it really hard. Housing is so hard for him. They get chucked into community housing if they don't have a family to go back to. It's a real struggle for him to find work and manage to pay for his side of the rent in there. But, you know, we're helping him through that and hopefully he's in a better position than he would be if we weren't around. So, yeah, all in all, much harder than we thought. It took about 18 months to get our first hire. But now that we're in a situation that we're settled into our new digs and we've got this relationship with Spring Hill, we're building a relationship with Hunter Coombe as well at the moment. So we've got lots of outlets to go and you know hire from and talk to but the big goal for us and what we're developing at the moment is that we want to provide these training programs for guys as they come out they can come and join us for 12 weeks or so and we can be a mentor company for them they can gain training within the coffee industry and roasting and baristaing even like machine tech and sales and accounting there's so many different avenues that they can go down so that by by the end of the 12 weeks with us or or six months whatever it will look like in the end they're in a really employable position and then we can talk to our coffee partners that we're building a uh, network with and get them employed really quickly oh that was crazy so it came about completely out of the blue we, I just got a phone call one day from a girl called Louise, who's uh, one of their buyers, and she just said, look, I've got this potential opportunity, would you be up for it? Uh, and she left me that message, and I kind of, I was actually on the bus when she left me the message, and she didn't give me any clue as to what it might be. It might be just like supplying into their retail shop, or could be anything, so I had no idea what she was talking about. And then, uh, and she left me hanging until the next week to, uh, to return my message. Yeah, and she said, look we've got a potential five week pop-up for you with high snobiety are you up for it which is pretty amazing so yeah we just spent about three months this is back in you know october september october time last year we had about three months of planning this thing we had the bar built for us you know co-designed the space obviously we had high snobiety in there as well who, who were relaunching loads of different retail fashion lines and these are like global launches so they're quite big things and you know we just it was, it was just amazing to be part of that selfridges as a whole is enormous it's such a massive company and you know it's run by lots of rules and regs um so we it took a little bit of time getting around that you know every single 
single staff member had to go through inductions and interviews and all sorts before they could even get down onto the floor. So it was pretty strict and pretty rigorous. But what an amazing experience. It was absolutely incredible. We saw some great PR from it, some great press. We were in, I don't know how many publications. We had a giant yellow slide in the coffee shop. How cool is that? <laughs> we were just so fortunate to have been asked to do it. I think it came around from someone who works in Selfridges who lives around here who just mentioned that we were a new roastery up in Oxford with a bit of a social enterprise and you know they loved that and that was the story that they wanted to tell they wanted a coffee that you couldn't get just around the corner in London so they didn't want a London roastery even though there are some amazing guys out there they wanted someone outside of London and uh, and someone who had a story and some sort of social impact so along came us and we we still we actually kind of had one another one in the pipeline with them but you know coronavirus hit which is a bit of a shame we're still on their retail online and we're still retailing into their food hall as well which is really cool and we still have quite a good ongoing relationship with them so yeah amazing experience crazy crazy experience but amazing so the plan is to be very wholesale led yeah we see ourselves growing mostly in that way our subscriptions have grown really nicely especially since everybody's been locked inside they need good coffee at home so our subscriptions have like tripled within the last couple of weeks which have been really cool and our online sales are now again all we've got currently but what it's done is it's forced us to get really savvy online it wasn't something we were really focused on before but it is a huge revenue stream that you know needs tapping up but really for us it's it's wholesale we will like to have another shop at some point but mainly for us having another another shop isn't necessarily to do with extra revenue it's more to do with another site just being more present in the coffee community but you know first and foremost it's they're more jobs we want to employ from the guys who we're training up here and we want to use them as baristas behind our bar so we want to be able to we can't just do that in one bar so if we open up another one two three however it might be over the next four or five years then that's another 30 odd jobs that we can provide to guys as they come out of prison so you know that's the real driver behind opening new stores rather than the next revenue stream. If I walked into any coffee shop anywhere in the world, I think it would be A Coffee in Melbourne or Tornquist in Hamburg. So those two for me, you know, they're firstly design-wise of the coffee shop is what I love. It's really clean, it's really geometric and you know, monochrome almost, uh, lots of ply. So it's very similar to our roastery actually. Tornquist, their approach to coffee is amazing, really transparent. They keep it so simple. They have three drinks on the menu. I love that about it. It's not about how big the coffee is or how much milk you do or, you know, how you steam it. It's about the coffee itself, which I really love about them. And then A Coffee in Melbourne, they keep it as clean and as fresh as they possibly can. Um, and they're all about filter coffee over there. If you have a look at their shop, it's a got a bit of an uncanny resemblance to ours as well so we did take a lot of design elements from there so i'd just like to visit them just to say yeah uh, how inspiring they were to us and i love any african filters is, for me is uh, amazing somewhere like rwanda or uh, uganda something like that would be perfect thank you for listening you can find dickon joel and the team at newground coffee on instagram and if you're ever in east oxford make sure to check out their roastery This has been Outside Lane, until next time.